With the weather here in Northeast Iowa continuing with winter-like inhospitality, I've been relegated to a lot more time immersed in memories of other springtimes, when the green grass and budding trees meant that it was time to play ball. I've been musing with a friend of mine about heading outdoors when the weather warms up to at least 70 degrees to accommodate old joints and throwing a baseball around. At my age, there aren't too many people around with whom to play catch, so I jumped at the chance to suggest that we could do it. He was as eager and surprised as I was, so now we just need spring to catch up with us and provide the right weather. I decided that I had better locate my baseball glove. It's a Spalding brand that I received from my dad when I was about seven years old. Actually, this one belonged to my older brother, Skip, who received it at the same time as I got mine, a smaller version. Eventually, I took ownership of the bigger glove as Skip's interests landed elsewhere. My dad ordered those gloves through a catalog and we had to wait for what seemed forever for them to arrive. Each night when Dad came home from work, we'd be at the door to ask him whether the gloves had arrived. For weeks, the answer was a deflating no, and we were relegated to ancient gloves that had no padding, little stitching, and certainly no embossed signature of a big leaguer. Spalding was the apex of ball gloves at the time, and Waiting even one more day seemed like cruel and unusual punishment. It's amazing that the glove can still fit my hand, but a couple of adjustments to the leather wrist strap allows for a crowded fit. Plus, players today rarely use all the fingers of a glove, choosing instead to open up their hands as though for a handshake. It's easier to catch a ball and less painful to the palm. The spread also allows me to still fit into my old glove. As soon as I had it on, I wanted to play catch. It was like picking up with an old friend and finding that nothing had changed since the last time we met. Memories flooded my brain as I recalled the day of the glove's arrival all those years ago, when my dad, brother Skip, and I went across the street to Pearl Park for our first workout with the elite Spaldings. My glove was signed by Alvin Dark, one of the premier shortstops of his era. I threw myself at ground balls as though I was Blackie himself, armed as I was with his signature glove. For 15 glorious minutes, I floated over the ground and stabbed everything Dad threw down. Then, in an unfortunate moment of mortality, one of the grounders hit a rock and bounced squarely up into my face. My lip was only slightly bloodied, but it ended my flirtation with Cooperstown forever. I found my Spalding jewel last week somewhat worse for wear, since I have not played catch with anyone for years. To begin with, all of the rawhide stitching had dried and broken, Virtually none of the rawhide was intact. The full-grain leather of the mitt itself had become badly dried. Skip's glove had been signed by Dave Williams, 
but the inscription had become barely visible. Inside the glove, the wrist strap had become cracked and uncomfortably rough. I had work to do before I would shag any fly balls. I'm not sure how many people take the time to restring a ball glove anymore, but I was determined to bring new life to the Spalding. The problem is that following the path of the rawhide back and forth into the interior of the mitt and back out again is like trying to solve a puzzle without being able to see. I labored for hours over the course of two days to replicate the correct strengthening through a great deal of trial and error. Naturally, there were no fewer than three lengths of rawhide to be used, and all of them crossed each other at several junctures of the repair. The condition of the glove itself proved to be a lot easier. Good glove leather has an amazing capacity to be rejuvenated when treated with a little Neatsfoot oil. I remember Skip and I spending hours working the oil into our new gloves, kneading it into the leather as though oiling could be the cure for split-lip ground balls. Today, it was like providing a drink to a parched plant. The spalding jumped back to life within minutes of its oiling, and rarely have I enjoyed giving triage like this. Even the wrist strap responded to the emergency care, and to my amazement, as convoluted as it may have been, it was good work, relaxing work, a true labor of love. I confess that over the past couple of days, I found myself wondering whether I had been spending way too much time and emotion on something so ancient and of such little value to anyone but me. But popping a hardball into the pocket a few times convinced me otherwise. Dad and Skip would have been impressed.